Welcome to the OK Podcast. This is a bumper because everything went wrong. Uh, <laughs> everything, including uh, several things. Yes. What happened during our Iceland trip is we talked about it before. The TSA took my microphone. That was super sick. And then I had to use the backup, which was amazing. Also, what happened when we started the podcast, I uh, brought this mixer and all these microphones for Larry and Thor. So we brought four of these puppies. And uh, this mixer turned it on and... Well, a gigantic puff of smoke came out of it, and Larry and Thor go, is that how it's supposed to work? And I say, well, no. And, uh, and then it dies. So the uh, the audio of this podcast is going to be a little interesting, a little echoey, and we are not in it. John and I couldn't be in it because I had to keep the camera close to Thor and Larry so the microphone would be decent. And uh, you can hear us talking from the side, asking questions. <sighs> On top of that, the first 15 minutes of the podcast is corrupted. Yeah, yeah, Tom, you don't know how to do anything. Great. I understand everything goes wrong every time on the podcast, but thank you guys for watching regardless of the difficulties that ensued on uh, uh, everything. As well, the uh, release of Grip Genie is coming next week. Okay, we got everything ready to go, guys, and this stuff is nice, too. We are so excited about the quality of the products mm-hmm. that are ready to ship out, and I, I mean, I can't stop playing with them, man. Like, spinning them around and feeling them in my yeah. hands. They're, Sometimes when you say the words like them. play and play, feel and touch, feel, it's very, touch. Feels, it sounds very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, very odd, but that's, that's aside from... You guys watching this, enjoy yourselves, and uh, there's some interesting stuff that Thor and Larry talk about, their strongman careers, and uh, where they're going in the future, and I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I met her at a restaurant that she was working at, and when I saw her, I told her how beautiful she was, and she asked for a picture. She posted that picture on social media. And she spelled my na- name wrong, so I, <laughs> I, you know, used that as an excuse to reach out to her, and said, told her how to spell my name. And after that, basically, we've spoken every day since. That's Seriously, like every day since. Yeah. That's super cool. And Larry's a, is, is similar but a little different. Yeah, almost identical story. Funny. Oh really? Like, um, yeah. So I'm on Instagram. And I see this account, King C, like about 20 of my photos. So I click on the profile. I said, wow, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I go in her DM, asked her out. And then the next week, we went out to dinner. And that was that. Awesome. <laughs> did, did you spell her name wrong? I didn't spell her name wrong. She used that as an excuse to keep in touch with you every day afterwards. Yeah. But uh, I mean, huh. when did you... Uh, so you, you first started dating, but did you uh, let her know how old you were versus uh, her age? No, she let me know right away. She let me, <laughs> she let me know. She said, you're too young and um, you don't know what you want yet. So it took a lot of like convincing and proving myself to her, you know, because I, I met her when I was 19 and she was um, 24 going on 25 and I couldn't even buy her a drink, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it took a lot of convincing, but she came around. She came around. You know, she came around. (laughs) Okay, so they they both uh, are super supportive. And, like, they'll know if you guys watch the videos, um, you'll notice that some of the loudest cheers 
are coming from Kelsey yelling happy and uh, and from Chalesa yelling come on Larry you know, just <laughs> loud yeah. and uh, and they come with you uh, you all everywhere right now mm-hmm. and that's right you're both going to be traveling to Dubai yep and, that's going to uh, be very fun yeah. when is that happening that's happening uh, the whole month of March for me yeah the whole month of March and do you want to so you're go- you've already been you did the ultimate strongman and uh, slayed that and but Larry got invited to this strongman incubator you want right. to just let us know yeah, how you got invited, what it's all about, and what are you going to be doing in Dubai? Sure. So, last year, for those who don't know, was the first Ultimate Strongman competition. And um, to grow their federation, the, to grow Ultimate Strongman, they need new guys with a big following to give it some publicity. And they came up with the idea, okay, let's have some... Average Joe's and Strongman come to Dubai, um, pay for all their expenses, train them, and turn them into pro strongmen. And um, I'm just the first candidate. I'm not the only candidate. There's going to be other amateur strongmen who are going to be invited. Um, The thing is, it's just going to be tough for, I'm sure, many because they have to leave their life behind for at least a month. And if you have a nine to five or a wife and kids or whatever, it's going to be tough to do that. You know, um, I'm privileged where... You know, I make my living online and I can move around, you know, when I need to, wherever. So, I, um, thanks to Half Thor, I remember you were talking to the uh, organizer of Ultimate Strongman and he put in a good word for me and I got the invite. So, I'm excited to see who else is going to be part of this incubator program. But from what I know, you know, I have my food, um, uh, rent, uh, transportation, everything taken care of. Of course, my flights as well. And uh, my video Aqua is going to be out there with me, and I'm going to film everything that I can so I can show you guys my experience and I'll keep you guys updated. Um, but yeah, you know, um, it's uh, I still have so much to learn in Strongman, and um, I don't know too much about the, the coaches they're going to put me, set me up with, but I've heard good things about them so far. So mm-hmm. that's what I know. That's what I know yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, this is a huge op- opportunity for you, and it's it's great what they are doing. The world's ultimate trauma, you know, they are um, allowing new guys to come to Dubai and just train, eat, and sleep. Uh, they're basically just building new stars, and who is better than Larry Wills, who has already the strength, uh, just needs the time now to get better at the events, to become a great. You know, strongman. So I think they picked the best guy out there. Not only, um, you know, also you know he has a huge following. He can also grow the sport, and it's beneficial for them. You know, they take an amateur new guy. It's weird to call this guy amateur, but he's new. Let's let's face it. You know, he's new into the sport. You know, uh, so that's a huge opportunity for them to take someone like him. And he can give something back with his social media. He's big there. It's going to be beneficial for, for both parties. Yeah. Uh, on that note, does he need to gain a lot more weight to be competitive at Strongman? What do you think? I He's still young. He's 24 years old. Yeah. I think with time he'll get even stronger than he is today, obviously. But size can definitely help. So we are trying now to get him heavier. 
he's eating very well here in Iceland. And yeah, definitely, with, with more size and obviously experience and years to come, he'll just get bigger and stronger and better. Now, you gained so much weight at one point so fast that you have some nerve damage in your right arm? Yeah, so from... We, we just ask that question again. All right. We're stopping now. Holding for rice cooker? Yeah. Rice okay. cooker. He's very vertical. Uh, yeah. So, so you... you uh, you gained weight so fast at one point. Uh, you said it was forty kilograms. Uh, yeah, one year. One year, you have nerve damage in your right arm because of yeah. It. I basically force fed myself every single day. Every day for almost a year, and I gained so much weight. I gained forty kilograms, which is ridiculous. But it was just so much body mass and fat as well that that came that I lost all my power and and grip in the right side of my arm. So my nerve was just, it, it wasn't enough, it just was too, wasn't enough space for it. Mm -hmm. So they had to, I had to have a surgery, and they had to make more space for it so I, so I could, could um, have the feeling back in the hand. So that happened between 2010 till 2011, I had the surgery around that time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, my hand is better, but I'm always a little bit weaker in my right hand. Grip wise, so the the grip was probably my biggest weakness yeah. in the upcoming years of summer. You know, the first couple of years, but it's getting better each year. What else happened when you gained those forty kilograms in a year? Uh, I got a lot fatter, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but stronger as well. Yeah, um, and then just with the years coming, I've been you know everything. You know, okay, gosh, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Though I mean, I'm was way even force feeding. Honestly, I can imagine doing that every day for a year straight. I remember that at that point in my life, I ate so much, you get so exhausted and so tired because everything, your body is just constantly working, you know. And I was eating so much. Between meals, I ate so much, I fell asleep. It doesn't matter where I was. I was just so exhausted. I was putting my body through so much. And that's not, I'm not doing, I'm not making this up or anything, you know, guys can witness that on my first World Series Mad competition in 2011. Doesn't matter where I was, I was, I was just eating and there was just so much going on in my body, I just yeah. fell asleep between meals, I'm not even joking. It was, it was crazy, yeah. Uh, was that before or after the sweaty, stinking bus? The Iceland strongman bus? Uh, around the same time. Okay. So I was still competing at um, Iceland Strongest Man competitions, you know. I still compete actually in Iceland Strongest Man. I won that contest eight times in a row. I set myself a goal a couple of years back to win it ten years in, in a row just because I want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But there are other competitions here in Iceland, um, Westfield Viking and other huge shows that I used to compete at. And in those shows, uh, all the guys go together in a, in a, in a small bus, and it's, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, you know. Just the guys traveling around uh, Iceland, and and uh, but it, get, it can, can get very stinky at some times. <laughs> when you're with uh, ten plus guys in a small bus, you could just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Is the the, the culture of strongman here? We've noticed at the gym, it's just your gym is full of. All kinds of strong men. Everyone's super supportive. I mean, the environment is just very, very positive. Yeah. 
Uh, is, is this just a Iceland's strongman culture in general? Has that been since Magnus for Magnuson and all those guys? Or is it just mm. uh, your gym is like this? I mean, I was, wasn't obviously around when, when they were competing. I, right. was, I was young at, at that time. Mm-hmm. But um, I've heard stories and I've heard there was very good spirit around that time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, the spirit is very high in my gym and the guys are very positive and supportive to each other. Mm-hmm. So that's great. It's, it's super nice to just come in the gym at those power gym and everybody is just supportive, screaming at each other, uh, making sure everybody is getting better. Yeah, it's very nice. Larry, what do you think of the gym since you've been here? How How much... Support there is for you and your lifting. Does it does you jack you up? Oh, 100%. I mean, the hype is one thing, but even uh, after his father, it's super helpful. He uh, occasionally racks my weights, helps me set up all the equipment. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better experience in the gym. You know, um, just every time I move to a new exercise, there's either Bjorn, his father, or so, somebody in the, else in the gym just willing to help me out and put together. You know, um, I'm never, like, doing anything by myself, you know, at um, Thor's Power Gym. Yeah. Well, we've noticed that since we've been here as well. The moment you start to do anything, people around you, if they're kind of resting in between sets or taking a second, are going to look at what you're doing, pay attention, and actually look ahead and take care of something for you. Or if you start to approach something heavy, they'll start the hype train, start yelling, and everyone just joins in. It's like, mm-hmm. every time. It's Seriously, every time. And do you think uh, training strongman and kind of, you're not isolated in Iceland, but it's definitely more of a, a focused environment for you. Do you think that's, that's helping you just really attack the sport head on? Um, it definitely helps. I mean, just coming, I've never lived anywhere out of America this long and I don't want, um, to, uh, like this is, um, a big privilege for me. So it wouldn't feel right to not give it 100%. You know, because I'm sure there are hundreds or thousands of strongmen who would love this opportunity to train with half on a regular basis. And it just wouldn't feel right to come out here and then half-ass it, you know. Right. So it most definitely, you know, um, makes me want to give 100% every day, for sure. Cool. Yeah. What uh, What's the struggle of living outside the U.S.? Have you had any days that you're just like, what? what's going on? I, I'm confused. <laughs> uh you know what? I haven't had any days like that. Um, the good thing is that where I'm staying right now, and is it Reykjavik I'm staying with uh, your grandparents live exactly? Is it Kopavor? Where I'm staying in Kopavor, everything, Thor's Power Gym, the supermarket, um, anything I need is literally within 10 minute drive. And there's no traffic here, um, unless you're in downtown Reykjavik, which I never go to. Mm-hmm. So it's just been very convenient, surprisingly convenient. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly convenient. Cool. And uh, you're, uh, you've got, like, I mean, there's just a, a ton of, you have such a big fan base and it's grown so quickly over the last year. And there's just a lot of pressure on you to succeed at Strongman. Do you feel like that's, that's helpful for you? Or do you think at, at times there's, the expectations are so high when you're really, it's only been a few months since you just started, you know, it's uh I don't know if half the you can comment on it, but it's it's something not many people have experienced ever, <laughs> this amount of pressure. Well, 
Nine out of ten people want me to succeed as strongman, which is best for me. But there's always that one out of ten that don't. The one out of ten that I think may be pessimists who just can't see this experience me being positive, and they see, well, um, Larry doesn't deserve these privileges. Larry doesn't deserve to train with the world's strongest man. He doesn't deserve to go um, have an all expense paid for trip in Dubai. There are other people more deserving, and that's like the one out of ten. That's the negative side I'm seeing of things. But I don't pay attention to the one out of ten. If anything, I use them as motivation to succeed. The nine out of ten is what I pay attention to because it's an overwhelming amount of support I receive from my fan base. Some people call my fans lunatic fans because, you know, <laughs> I hardly ever have to respond. I never respond to negative comments on my page because there's always um, a super supportive fan of mine who will go and talk for me and speak nothing but positivity. And I'm seeing that every day. Uh, but point is, guys, like I have an overwhelming, overwhelming amount of support from my fan base. And the pressure is definitely a good pressure, for sure. Nice. A good pressure, yeah. You know, they all want to see me do good, except for the one out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, that's all. You're going to have one out of ten. If you're doing a St. Jude's charity drive, there's still going to be one <laughs> one person that's like, oh, I wish Larry wasn't doing that charity thing, man. Uh, what about exactly. Half Thor? What do you think? Do you think uh, the pressure's good? Or, you've, I mean, you have a, you've had a lot of pressure now that you're trying to repeat as the world's strongest man is uh do you feel that type of pressure for yourself or for larry is, is a good thing i think pressure is a good thing as long as you can use it as a more motivator i definitely last year felt a huge pressure on myself uh, because i hadn't won the world Man competition uh before i won it i placed three times third and three times second many times very close to win it so I had a huge pressure on myself because I really wanted that title and I wanted it for years. Um, but right now I don't feel as much pressure, but I still have the hunger. I still have the will to win and I'm still pushing myself very hard. But there's obviously, you know, you, you, you with fame and when you get like popular, there's always people, there's always some negative people. That's just life, you know, and mm -hmm. and... What I do, I just use that as motivation. Doesn't matter what category that is in, you know. If there's always people that don't want you to succeed, people that want to see you fail, and I use them as fuel, and yeah, just work harder. Yeah. How did you feel the uh, the night of or after winning the the title last year? Oh, I felt great. I had all my family, all my friends, you know, there supporting me, you know. So that meant a lot to me to have them there uh, to see me witnessing, winning my first World Man title. And then I called my daughter mm -hmm. straight afterwards, skyped with her, and, and it was just was a highlight, highlight of my uh, career for sure and, and very um, great moment, you know. Yeah. Did you... Was it... Did you feel like uh, after it, did you feel weight lifted off your shoulders or did you just feel like, I need to win this again? Yeah, definitely weight off my shoulder, but like I said, uh, I still have a hunger, you know, I still mm -hmm. want to win more, you know. Um, winning it once is enough for me, you know. Winning it once um, is good, but winning it twice is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Very true. laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, the, the thing is, is uh, we were talking about diet and 
training and recovery, but all of this is consistently hard on your body. You have the genetics to to be a large man, but you're still 200 kilograms, 440 pounds. Um, do you think, uh, are you trying to balance like keeping your health while still competing at a high level? And do you, do you feel like right now you're, you're in a good position, but down the line, you're going to have to make a, a decision just if like, keep going with your body or, or deciding to do something else? Yeah, I mean, my body is healthy still. Mm-hmm. I, I do regular checks, you know, blood, like check my everything, you know, what's happening inside my body. And and I'm healthy, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so as long as I'm healthy and I still have the hunger for Strongman, I will still compete. Um, I want to do 2019, I take one year at a time. Mm-hmm. And after 2019, I'll, I will make sure my health is still 100%. And if it's still 100%, and I still have the hunger to win more, then I will still compete. You know, I, I'm not doing this, you know, I could have gone um, and done something else a few years back. Right. I've had a lot of opportunities to go into acting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or something else, wrestling, for example, you know. But I haven't done that yet because of the love I have for strongmen. Um, there's other things like that that could pay me more money. Yeah. But I just have a huge love for training weights, and I love my gym, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, they say if you enjoy what you're doing, then you never have to work a day in your life and that's how I feel that's a good feeling yeah and that, you know why, why should I change that yeah you know even though I'm not making as much money as I could it's not just about money it's just about being happy well that's that's a if you all take something from that that's that's, that's uh, exactly how we should live man if you can't do that obviously it's not an opportunity for everyone yeah, but, yeah. But I, I got that opportunity and you work very and, hard for yeah, it yeah I work to be honest with you guys I work really hard you know yeah. you know you try to eat six meals a day 365 days a year and tell me <laughs> if that's easy then you know okay you know I'm not saying my life is easy I work really hard mm-hmm. but I enjoy what I do yeah yeah from my observation you seem to be a very happy man Thank you, man. Yeah. 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 You're very happy. And, and uh, you also have really, really dry humor. And uh, yeah. one of the things I can't, I can't really. We, Larry and I and, and Juji and, and Black Tom Cruise were like, sometimes, you know, you've got the same emotion most, uh, yeah. most throughout. So then you, you throw these jokes out here. And we're just like, holy shit. Oh, he's joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's yeah. fun, man. Um, yeah. One of the one of the funniest things I, I liked was uh, you made a reservation for dinner for us. Yeah, and, uh, we go up to the uh, to the host at the front of the restaurant. And we ask for uh, Hathor Bjornsson. We said we're, we're a party. We're waiting for him at an eight o'clock reservation. They said, "Oh, for ten. We said, oh, yeah, "Yeah, for ten. How long have you been uh, making a reservation for two extra seats?" When did you get that that chat uh, that cheat code? <laughs> couple of years ago, you know. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know, I, I'm like a. Let's say we have made the resolution for eight people. Yeah. And I'm like a two, two fully grown man. Yeah. So that means I would have to sit like that. 
So I always just, I, I like to have a space so I can eat, you know, and and it worked well yesterday at least, you know, we all got our space and we were able to eat very comfortable, you know, not in a too tight situation. Right. Yeah. So that's basically the reason, you know, why I always have extra two seats. It's very generous because so, if, if you're crunched up, so are we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. You're thinking about everyone there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, the Game of Thrones season eight is coming, so everyone's uh, jacked up about that. And uh, both of you are really big on social media, and you, ha you have to be in this age, it's just how it rolls. But do you find, uh, from training and strongman, do you find that sometimes social media or uh, anything outside of strongman can be distracting? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can be yeah, very much, you know. To be at the top of the game, you know, to be the best, you have to be very consistent. And, you know, everything, you know, traveling and lack of sleep, you know, time difference, you know, that all affects the training and everything, you know. So, of course, you know, being a part of Game of Thrones the past four years has been distracting, you know. But I made it work. I made it work. Obviously, I couldn't say no to them. You know, it's a, it's a huge television show. It's like if um, if Viking would reach out to me, yeah, I wouldn't say no. Right. Um, because it's just like I love the show as well, and um, I like to be a part of something like, like that, something big, like like will live forever. You know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but but it is definitely your question was: Is it distracting? Yeah, it is definitely. It can be very distracting, but I, I make it work. I I plan ahead of time. Like I said, like I always make sure I have meals with me when I travel. I meal prep, and I make sure that I travel with my sheep prep so I can sleep well during during each night. You know. And yeah, it's just all about staying consistent. You know, if you stay consistent mm -hmm. and you plan everything ahead of time, things will uh, work out. Yeah. What a say you have an 18 hour day wearing a 30 kilogram suit. Mm -hmm. How's that affect your next few days and, and say strong man or anything? Yeah, if I'm working 18 hours a day, like I have done that in the past, there's not many days like that, but I have, mm -hmm. then I'm not training the day after. Then I'm just like sleeping or resting or like, yeah. And I just have to rest. There's no way I'm training after 18 hours of filming. Yeah. And I just need sleep and rest, yeah. So I, I tried to, for example, um, um, work my training schedule around that, you know. Yeah. I find the days that I'm not working as long. I work training on those days, but if I'm, let's say, filming for 18 hours, there's no way I'm training after that. <laughs> so, do you get into those situations knowing that you're going to be filming for 18 hours, or is it just kind of yeah, sprung upon you? Uh, usually I know. Usually okay. I know, but there, there are days maybe that they're, you know, filming drags out, you know. Yeah. Or maybe didn't. Mm, go as smoothly as they wanted to or yeah. they want to film something extra yeah I'm kind of curious uh, you're talking about consistency when do you know when to go with the flow like damn I just was on this set for 18 hours I better like <laughs> hang it up for the night and recover and rest my body and how do you how do you go like okay well it doesn't matter I have to get this training session in I mean when do you make the, how do you make those decisions I just I, I listen to my body a lot mm -hmm. so how my body feels. I, um, if I feel like I need an extra day or 
sleep is very important to me. <clears throat> if I haven't slept enough, then I'm not training. That's just a principle to me because uh, lack of sleep can make a high risk of injuries. And I don't want to get injured. If you get injured, then you're away from training for how, like, how many weeks you don't even know. It depends on how bad the injury is. Yeah. So I always make sure that I'm 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 well hydrated, um, well eaten, mm-hmm. and well rested before I train. It's just lowering the risks. Yeah, lowering the risk, and I think that's a huge key why I haven't been getting injured in in, in, in the last couple of years, because I always take care of my body. Yeah. I take, I take care of them that that I'm. Always have no nutrition in my body. I'm well rested. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, my body is just ready to attack the weights. Larry, do you do the same? Because, I mean, from our perspective, observing you on social media, you're basically invincible. <laughs> it's been that way for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I don't even get tweaks anymore. Something I wanted to get years ago, I would get a tweak or a minor strain. Every other month, I would set me back for... It could be uh, two months, um, as long as nine months. Nothing ever required surgery, but it would just be from, um, like Thor said, not not taking care, not taking proper recovery methods. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't sleep well. Um, I would miss meals often. I wouldn't warm up. I wouldn't do any mobility work, uh, perform a workout. I would lift with very poor technique. Um, and I, once I paid more attention to those things, um, everything kind of fell into place, and I just stop getting tweaks and stop getting minor injuries Gosh. and it's just been like a steady incline ever since yeah, nice yeah. Yeah, if you don't get hurt it's like sky's the limit you're just going to keep getting stronger yeah <laughs> that's, that's the key to stay injury free so you can yeah. just keep on training getting better and better yeah yeah um, <clears throat> yeah the uh, uh, so this is going uh, to the injury and recovery and uh, I'm wondering like if you were like the the biggest thing is is the injury is it on your mind uh, all the time that kind of like you're trying to because your body is your tool you know it's like mm-hmm. the, it's your livelihood do you have that just on your mind at, at all times or is it uh, is like preventing that or is it something that you just try to focus doing the positive things to prevent it yeah I try to think about the positive positive things to pre- prevent. I don't get injured, but yeah, it's always in the back of my head. I'm always careful, you know, but um, you have to know the limit. You have to know how far are you able to push yourself, and you have to know when to take a step back and say, this is enough, and I have to make sure I don't get injured, you know. Yeah. That's something that people just have to figure out on their own. It's, it's very hard to teach. Yeah, it's that's experiential. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the training environments I mean a big thing about injuries and uh, and recovery is training environments and you have to I mean the world's strongest man is in climates completely different than Iceland uh, Botswana, Manila all these places it's, it's you're going to Dubai it's very very different climate how do you uh, transition training to Dubai and you have to do different things because of the heat and the, the dryness compared to Iceland? Yeah, that's when, when uh, experience kicks in as well, you know. I've trained in those environments many times before, and I know, I know how to react, and I know what to do. What I usually do I, when, I'm, when the time difference is huge and when the um, weather is a lot different, you know, 
I arrive usually a week before competition and just get used to it. Can you get used to the heat? Um, whatever it is, so I'm ready when the competition starts. And I've competed uh, almost everywhere in the world, and so I'm, I'm usually very uh, quick to adapt to the changes. And but the biggest thing yeah. I do, yeah, is just to arrive quicker. Right. to those locations not I don't arrive just a day before or two days before uh, arrive usually like a minimum like five days before okay and you'll do that for the Arnold Classic or yeah, any event any big event I do that for, okay yeah. and uh, the Arnold Classic is coming up and mm-hmm. you've been training elephant uh, deadlift bar all mm-hmm. that stuff um, I think a lot of people are, are wondering are you are you headed for that deadlift world record? Do you have that on your mind, or are you just focusing on all of the training that keeps adding up to that? I have it in the back of my head, of course, you know. Uh, it would be great to achieve, but I want to win the title. That's my main goal. So I'm training all the events. I'm making sure that I have no weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm training everything very hard, and... I'm gonna come into the show with no weaknesses, and when you come into a show with no weaknesses, you're hard to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm gonna place top three in in, in, in all of the events, I'm, you, I'm 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 basically gonna win the competition unless unless someone else you know yeah. plays second in all or first in all, obviously. But guys usually do some mistakes, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're consistent and you stay consistent throughout the competition, the competition is yours. Do you, uh, the events in the Arnold Classic, you think those uh, are pertaining to your strengths? Or do you think, are you excited for any one specific? Yeah, I'm very excited for um, all, of the, all of the events. I mean, I've been training them all very hard. Yeah. And uh, there are two new events, mm-hmm. very exciting events that I'm very excited to try. Yeah. And uh, the Natural Stones is ending it. Natural Stone, that was last year as well, and that's the last event, at least with my knowledge right now, what it says, yeah. you know, they might change that, I don't know, but right now it looks like that's the last event uh, of the show, and that's pretty brutal, you know, last year were only three guys that finished that, that heavy stone, you know, uh, so the rule says you have to be able to put the stone to your shoulders, have it balanced, one hand out, and you wait for the referee to give you a down signal. When the referee gives you a down signal, you can put the stone back down, and that you do that for as many repetitions as possible. And <clears throat> yeah, it was only three guys last year that were able to make a full rep of that stone. That was me, uh, Mikhail Silikov from uh, Russia, and then Mateusz Kilkowski from uh, Poland. He was amazing, and he did... I believe three or four repetitions with that stone, which is uh, incredible. Yeah. What uh, you, you mentioned just that it could change. And we talked to Brian Shaw and he said, you know, things can change really quickly. Yeah. How do you, uh, there's really no way to prepare for, for that. No. Uh, how do you take something like that with, is it just all mindset and then changing on, on a dime to, to adapt to that? Or how, how would you, 
Well, they would, like if let's say they would change the events um, uh, order, they would most likely just do that. Obviously, before the show, let's say in the meeting, let's say there's a meeting um, day before the first day, mm-hmm. they would let us know everything by then, and, and that's very easy to adopt that. But uh, yeah, cool. Uh, what uh, so, Larry, you uh, have in mind what next strongman event you're going to be doing? Right, um, right now, April six is uh, Europe's strongest man. It's the uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to be doing the entire competition. I'm just going to be doing the log lift. So the goal is to do a 200 kilogram log lift. That's 440. I uh, just did 180 a few days ago, and I have a little under seven weeks to prepare for that. And then after that, I have a full competition. Um, it's going to be Giant Slap Wembley. It's in June. Yes. In June. Yeah. Cool. That's super exciting. That's, yeah. a, that's, yeah. that's a pro show with a lot of great competitors, good guys. That's going to be, he's basically just throwing himself uh, right at the big dogs, you know. So it's going to be exciting to see how he performs there because those, the guys competing there are just the best of the best. That's fun. Super excited. That's mm-hmm. fun. Do you, how much weight do you think you're going to gain before then? I want to be realistic. I mean, I want to say another 20 pounds. Yeah. Um, and then that'd be a significant amount for just this year. And considering right. I only have four months or so to gain 20 pounds. And I, and, uh, I ideally, um, I'd like to be 330, but that's pretty ambitious. Uh, but if I could figure, figure out a way to do it, uh, I'd like to be that heavy. So as heavy as I can get, but 300 just seems what's most realistic right now. You just like 330 because it translates to 150 kilograms. Nice right. Even number. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Even numbers. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you have a lot of time you, you, to get to 330. But also you have like no fat on your body. So yeah. You, know, <laughs> I mean, you should just pile on that fat. Man. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can uh, gain a lot of weight. There's just no weight here. Yeah. So it's all in the biceps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we imagine Larry wheels with a power belly? Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. I have what dreams about that. <laughs> um, we asked, uh, this, this question was asked before to Brian Shaw, but do you, would you ever take for one day, Thor, would you be in a normal person's body? I would like to try it. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a change, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, to be honest with you, is um, to be 440 pounds every day, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and it, it gets tiring, you know. I'm, you know, and also being that tall, you know. I would try it for one day just to see how it would feel like, you know. Yeah. yeah. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah, if you, if you had a, you know, different body like that, yeah. Uh, for one day? Yeah, just one day. What would uh, you do with it? That's a difficult question to answer straight away. Um, haven't thought that through, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. I would. Do something that I don't do on a regular basis. Try to run about a mountain, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. do some parkour. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. ride in an airplane really comfortably. Yeah, we'd yeah, probably fly, for you know, yeah, fly economy just for different, you know, and just feel comfortable in economy, you know. Oh, it's a lot space, you know. Oh, <laughs> nice for, for a change, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like a dinner reservation for just yourself. Yeah, just or, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two extra people. Go to go go to a cinema, you know. Yeah. Drive 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 a sports car, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something funny, you know. Yeah, that's great. Do a skydiving maybe because I don't feel like I'm gonna die. Oh like, gosh! But you're gonna be doing that in Dubai pretty soon anyway, aren't you? If I'm allowed, I'm yeah. not sure if I'm allowed. I think they allowed. need to do a quad dumb with you instead of a tandem. They need three dudes with you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a weight limit, but if there is, I'll be disappointed. But I, I would love to do it. Yeah. I mean, if a uh, you know if you got a parachute out of an airplane, I don't know if there's a weight limit. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. True. <laughs> true. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got a question for Larry. From uh, Hard T, um, are you going to be steering away from uh, bodybuilding? Because you did the shows and all that, and are you just and powerlifting? Are, are you fully focused on strongman right now? For 2019, yes. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this year, assuming all goes well with strongman, and most likely after June, um, definitely want to do another bodybuilding show, and I'm in- interested in going to Kuwait, an oxygen gym, and experiencing that. Jesus. I hear oh, man, you're crazy man. <laughs> I just hear from a few guys that is the most difficult experience of their life, and I like a challenge. Um, and I think mm-hmm. for bodybuilding, I need to seriously push myself to even have a shot of getting the pro card because at my first national show, I wasn't even close to being competitive with the top ten guys who were there. So um, the good thing is though for bodybuilding, I have a lot of time on my side. It's something that I can do well into my even late thirties and early forties. So. It's a marathon for me when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Powerlifting, um, I'm not too worried about someone taking my record. I know it's eventually going to happen. Um, but powerlifting is on the shelf for a while now. Definitely not this year. Mm-hmm. 2020, though. So, uh, you know, I hit my goal weight of 300 pounds. I get stronger for stronger this year. I want to add a significant amount of strength this year before I jump into another meet. You know, because I want to do another meet and then hit similar numbers. I want it to be a huge difference, you know. Uh, for it to be worth, for it to be exciting for me again. Yeah. You know, and uh, I want that three-way record, so I can have broken three all-time records. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Thor, you're going to be doing powerlifting at the end of the year? Or, or excuse me, uh, I misspoke. Are you going to be doing bodybuilding at the end of the year? <laughs> no. Okay. Sort of disappointed yeah. guys, but that's a straight no answer. Yeah, everyone was wondering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> I, I don't have the physique for that yet. <laughs> you have calves. Definitely yeah, the calves. Yeah, yeah. The calves, yeah. I would have to have like a year of very hard diet, you know. Uh, decrease my calories a lot and uh, do a cardio a lot to be able to compete in uh, bodybuilding, I think. Yeah. And I'm not willing to do that. You right don't now. have to do that. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. lastly, uh, the... Uh, both of you, so you're staying in Iceland until Ohio, the, then you're coming straight to Dubai. That's right. Right. And then are you coming back to Iceland after Dubai? We haven't made plans for that. Well, I haven't made plans for that. Yeah. Um, I do want to see Iceland in the summer. I'd love to see what it's like, uh, with just 21 hours of sunlight every day. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. And I also like to see it, uh, at least when I was on the... On Wow Air, they have magazines of Iceland, and I see lots of greenery and stuff like that. I haven't done anything that a tourist would do in Iceland. I've just been training, really. Yeah. I haven't seen the geysers. I haven't been to Blue Lagoon. I haven't. Um, I've just seen a little bit of downtown Reykjavik. So, um, if I don't do any of this tourist stuff 
during my stay here in February, I definitely want to come back in the summer and do yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. And where's Europe's strongest man? Where is that? It's in Leeds. That's in Leeds. Okay, yeah. so you'd be close to the UK too if you were here. Uh, and then uh, Half Thor, you've got you got a lot going on this year. We've heard about all that, but do you want to just tell them, uh, the audience where you can they can find you on uh, Instagram or anything? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram as Thor Bjorson, T H O R B J O R N S S O N, and on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, and then I basically mostly use use Instagram though. Cool, and that's, uh, that's my main page. Yeah, and Larry, you can find me at Juji Mufu. Thanks, Larry. See that coming? <laughs> uh, it's at Larry Wheels on both Instagram and YouTube. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, and Larry's been making tons and tons of YouTube videos, and we've got. This will come out about in the middle of our uh, YouTube uh, videos going on, but you can go to, if you guys want to see the training highlights from uh, our stay here, they're going to be on there. Thank you guys um, for dealing, helping us uh, deal with the audio issues that we've encountered on this trip. TSA stole my microphone in Charlotte, and then uh, when I plugged in my mixer here, it, uh, oh, it blew up. So, <laughs> so that's why we're using uh, this mic, but we made it happen. That's right, man. And uh, we're looking forward to Juji and I would like to come back in summer and, and see the, the greenery as well because, uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of white and gray and brown outside right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But uh, thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate it and uh, hope to see All you again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks so much. Take care, guys.